Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ocean Lovers podcast. I'm Kirsty, and I have Erica Worth with me. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. A little tired, yeah. but good. Happy same, same. Always. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited to re- to be recording again. Um, yeah. Erica wasn't able to join us, so we decided to kind of hop on and do our own little episode, just um, updates, things that have been happening. And yeah, just kind of go from there. So it'll probably be a shorter episode, but, um, yeah, so we're just going to talk about a few things. One of them is in our last episode, Erica, you were talking about your trip to Mexico and I know we weren't able to get too in detail with that. So I definitely want to learn or hear more about that. I think it'd be really cool for people to know. And then we'll just talk about some other stuff. Sick. Awesome. Yes. So what's, what's, uh, updates with you? out on the water. I know you've been out recently. There was your, the really cool sighting this yes. past week. You had a fucking amazing sighting. Sorry. Can I cuss on this podcast? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> like, so, I mean, things are good. Like we fortunately are like still fairly steady business-wise. Like mm-hmm. usually this time of year, it's like kind of just weekend trips or like one or two trips during the week, but like, you know, we're still getting decent work, which is yeah. great. Um, the humpbacks are still around. We're starting to see different humpbacks that I think are on their way down. Um, cause they're, it's about that time of year where they're going to start going back down to Costa Rica and Mexico. At least that's where our population of humpbacks go to not all the humpbacks go there. Um, and then we still have some like mom calf pairs in the Bay. Um, there are two very famous, um, Every year, there's like a couple famous mom calf pairs. Um, mm-hmm. There's Google, the baby, whose mom is Starlight, and then Fluke Skywalker, whose mom is Aurora. Yeah. Um, and I saw Fluke like a couple days ago, and then oh. I haven't seen Google in a little while, so I don't know if they're still around. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been lots of activity on the bay, so um, I might have seen a sperm whale. What? Uh, because yeah, so I was we have this like intern that's on our boat now and her and I were like looking, we were like approaching literally like a thousand dolphins. It was like a thousand Pacific white sided and a thousand northern right whale dolphins. And there were like a couple whales in the area, and we looked out and there's like a super angled blow. And <clears throat> I don't know what a, I, at the time I didn't know what a sperm whale blow looks like because I've never mm-hmm. seen well and I don't expect to see a sperm whale so I'm not it's not (laughs) and so she's like a fresh little intern all excited about animals and everything and she's like so what does that look like and I was like let's let's figure it out so I pull out my little binder like because we looked at it and we're like that's a really weird blow that's super weird I was like I wonder if it's a sperm whale and we pull up a picture of what the blow looks like and then her and I just like look at each other and we're like oh my god Um, so I emailed John Ryan and Bari and he um was showing me how I can download the audio files from that day and that time. So I'm going to go okay. back and listen to the hydrophone and see, cause we didn't get good looks at it and we didn't see the angled blow it. Like it came up like three times and then it was gone. Um, so that was, that's um, cool. Maybe there was a sperm whale. Maybe there wasn't. Yes. Oh my gosh. You have to look back on the files and see that would yeah. be really cool. I haven't had a ton of time, but I'm actually, I'm going out of town this week. So I'll probably download it before I leave and listen to it on the plane. Just There sperm. you go. Is um, it something that everybody has access to or I honestly, I'm just really busy and tired. And so I haven't looked at the email that he sent me, okay. but I think, like, if you like, he, I, he had to give me instructions on how I, could oh, okay. like, what he okay. was doing. um, so I gotta go back and look at that, but 
potentially very exciting. That's um, cool. And then you had a like a sighting that happens probably on average once every like five years. So on the west coast of North America, we, there are three ecotypes of killer whales. So within killer whales as a species, there are 10 ecotypes which are basically like to kind of simplify it, like a sub, like they're not, it's not a subspecies. They're still orcas, but it's like different groups that's based on the foods that they eat, their the ways that they travel, the regions, and their behaviors. So there's ten currently recognized by science. There's some debate on if there's more or not. Hmm. Uh, but on the west coast of the United States and Canada, we see three types primarily: the resident, which are the fish-eating whales. They have a um, smaller, like sat-home range. And they hang out in generational groups. So it's like with JK and LPod, like obviously it's like grandma, mom, babies for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, And then we have our transient or bigs killer whales um, that don't have as much of a set home range. They have a wider home range. They go wherever they want. Um, Orcas are not migratory by any means, but they just kind of bounce around. So here we see the California transients a lot and they eat marine mammals. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, and those guys hang out in like smaller groups, like five to 10, like, it's just like mostly like their family groups, sometimes others. Um, and the most rare one to see are the offshore killer whales, which hang out in pods of 50 to hundred and eat sharks and rays. And we don't know very much about them. Um, so I was cleaning the boat, um, the other morning and I was like, listening to the radio and I heard people talking and they were like, there's like five, five to 10 groups like out here. There's like, there's a bunch of groups of these guys. How many males do you think are here? And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, what could, (laughs) what could they be looking at? Like the only thing that they could be looking at and guessing if it's like male or female is an orca, but I'm like, there's no way that there's like, I was like, there's not five groups. There's cause like they were looking around. There's like, Oh, there's gotta be like, like at first they were like, there's like 40 of them here, 50. And like Jeez. the numbers kept going up. And eventually somebody was like, there's gotta be like a hundred of these here. Oh my God. There's no way they're talking about orcas. There's no way like in my yeah. brain, it's not possible. So I text Eric Oshini and I was like, mm, what is happening out there? And he, he's like offshore orcas. And I was like, holy fucking shit. And so, um, like I was like loading passengers. I was like doing my safety chat. I'm like trying to like contain Keep my calm. <laughs> get it together not act excited we had somebody out from the monterey weekly and then like i was like trying not to lose my shit because i was like sorry you yeah. picked that day. like it took everything i had because you never know what the orcas like they could stick around for two weeks like fat finn and his friend did like in october or mm-hmm. they could just yeet off in 10 seconds like yeah. literally that's what they do so I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm trying to contain my excitement. We're like getting there. I'm like about to cry. I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, and then like some girl did cry on the boat. She's like, and she felt weird about it. I was like, girl, I have, do you know like, how many I cry about whales? I'm yeah. like, You're like, this is like a every other day thing yeah. with me. Like, don't even. <laughs> I was like, anytime there's a new whale, anytime a whale gets like really close, like we're just going to cry. It's that's yeah. just how this works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she was all excited, but my passengers were so stoked like about That's it. Awesome. And like, you're like approaching them. And I just like saw a couple little blows off into the distance. And I was like, and then there were more blows and more blows. Oh my gosh. They estimated everyone was saying, like, I, I think there was probably not a hundred there. I would say probably like 80 or 90, but like, okay. there was a lot of orcas. They were not yeah. all like in a big pile, but it was like everywhere you looked, there was a bunch of orcas and it was honestly something, it was really like the thing that I liked the most about it was that like 
So if you've ever watched Orcas in the Monterey Bay, it typically like it's they're one of my least favorite species to watch here because all of the boats go straight to the orcas. Like mm-hmm. it's like like most of the time the boats are spread out. Like there's rarely more than one or two, but like I, we share whales with people like sometimes. Like it's most of the time there's enough whales that everybody's got their own whales. Yeah. But, like, there's only like two or three boats around the whales, which is like an appropriate amount of boats. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the orcas are around, it's like every boat that's on the water is by the orcas. And it's yeah. like, like there, oh my God, I think I counted when they had the gray whale predation. It was the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. They, not the predation, the fact that there were 19 boats, a helicopter and three drones around. Oh the- my gosh. Madness. And so the thing about this sighting was it was really cool to see all the boats with their own orcas and I was like yeah. this is so dope like it's like every like there's and there's so many orcas that like everybody can look at them and like they're just yeah. everywhere like yeah and um I've never in my life expected to see that many orcas at one time and like you know I tried to talk to the guy at Monterey Bay or Monterey Weekly and I was like telling him about orcas and I was like there are more orcas in this bay than there are southern resident orcas in total um, like you're seeing more orcas than there are like in this one population. So I, um, talked to him and I was like telling him about the Southern residents and how like their protections just got extended down to Point Reyes and Big Sur. And, um, I was like, I don't know if you would want to write an article about that, but he told me to send him the info. So hopefully he'll oh. write it about that because I think that would be really cool for them. That to would hide. be really cool. Yeah. Good for you. He, like, that was like insane that, that that's the day that he came out. Like, and like he was the whole time he was joking he's like so you guys told him that the press was coming and I was like, that's exactly what happened he's like I'll be sure to let everyone know that this is exactly what they can expect oh my <laughs> god you're like please don't <laughs> I was like perfect great like let them know 100 orcas that yeah is, is, every day every day is what we see. <laughs> so but no he was he was great um so that was really fun but yeah, so we saw a, I saw more orcas than I could have ever expected to see in my life. I've never expected to see an offshore orca. And I've kind of, I'm, I need to like add some more things to my bucket list. Cause I'm getting to a point where I'm like checking a lot of things off really quickly and I'm 25. So <laughs> not, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta get it. Like we gotta find more things. So I need to stop seeing cool things. <laughs> oh man that's so cool though oh I saw your pictures and I it's just awesome I just like I couldn't even I couldn't like that there's few days where I'm left speechless and it was like really hard for me to like naturalize because all I could say was like holy shit this is amazing (laughs) amazing and I like was telling my passengers that I'm like I'm doing my best to educate you right now. I'm like, I'm losing my, like, I, <laughs> I can't deal with this. And then Aww. Chase like texts me and he's like, how much screaming? <laughs> and I was like, um, <laughs> we contained it. We, we did our best. <laughs> we did our best. <laughs> like we're going to mute like half the video. So <laughs> literally like, but I oh, tried to God. send him a muted video once and he was <laughs> like, how loud did you scream? And I was like, what? he's like the fact that you had to mute it to send it to me. Like, there's a reason. <laughs> but like, also, what are you gonna do when a giant animal like that comes back? Yeah. 
school. What is it like? It's involuntary. Yeah, you, you can't help it. If you yeah. don't scream, something's wrong with you. <laughs> so I sent him like the original video and he was like, that's that, <laughs> that's more like it. <laughs> He's like, that's suspicious. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. So yeah. <sighs> but it's been pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, the yeah. whales, like the humpback whales have been really sleepy and they, they are not doing a whole lot right now. They're getting ready to like go back down. I think maybe they're just like stocking up on their food. So yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So that's that's the update on the bay. Um, lots of sunfish. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, lots of sunfish around. Um, like seabirds. Watched a seagull eating a common mirror the other day. That was special. Oh. Um, watched a seagull steal a fish from a sea lion and like. Oh. Did you post lion- a video? I put it on sanctuary story. Okay. I, yeah. Then I saw it. Yeah. Um, and then like, after the fact we, we like stood there and watched it for a little bit and like the sea lion was like pressed. It was like, where the hell did my fish go? <laughs> like, it was like upset. It was like oh. it was looking around. It was so confused. It was, it like came up. I was like, what? Like, I think oh it went God. under the water to look and then it like came up. You could tell it was like panicking. And I was like, you don't even know that you flung that. And that sea like gall just came and stole it from you. <laughs> poor thing (laughs) seagulls i just like honestly like seagulls are the equivalent to like welfare queens (laughs) everyone what was it that we were like so intrigued by the last time we were on secret harbor wasn't it like was it the pelicans that they were like oh i forget what they were doing i forget yeah they were doing something and we were like all laughing at these these pelicans because wasn't there like one pelican chasing another at one point and we were all like oh my god like this is all we needed yeah like we're (laughs) no whales yeah no whales time to go back we saw the pelicans everything (laughs) yeah oh Um, man i miss being out on the water Oh, you gotta come out but i also don't want you to come out because you're preggers so like yeah patty oh she's good she's we're we're headed we're in the six month mark already isn't that crazy that's that crazy wild she's gonna be here in like two seconds yeah seriously um she kicks me like crazy like right before we started recording she was like kicking like crazy so it's to the point now where you can like see her move a little bit on the outside yeah um but it's not like the crazy movements like you see later on like the elbows and stuff it's not that it's just like more of like the nudges and like the little yeah. um so yeah usually like at night in the morning she's pretty active at night she's pretty active when I'm like sitting down like she'll kind of nudge if she's like trying to make more space and yeah. I'm not giving her space right um <laughs> yeah she's like excuse me yeah. um she's very stubborn I've had to go to multiple anatomy they do like anatomy scans and I've had to I had to go back because they couldn't like they have to get certain things certain Mm -hmm. pictures and because she was moving so much they couldn't get her spine like they couldn't take pictures of it right I had to go back and the first experience wasn't the greatest and it was just the person I had so I actually had to request someone new went was there for they're like oh this one's gonna be quick because we just have to get her a picture of her spine and that's it 
no, I was still there like over an hour because she was moving too much and she wasn't in the right position. Oh my God. And I had to empty my bladder, do jumping jacks, squats inside the room. I eventually had to go walk the hallway while she took another patient. So, I mean, luckily this chick was like super nice. And I'm like, eventually when I got back in the room, I go, is it like normal to like not get the spine like right away? Cause I feel like that's pretty tough. You know, usually they're either yeah. free or they're this way. She goes, Oh, well, this is the hardest I've had to look for it. I'm like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> like, well, that's going to be our kid. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, yeah. not even here yet. And it's like, already just like, <laughs> I know. Oh my I'm God. like, okay, so that's what we have to look forward to. Great. Right. Perfect. <laughs> Just <laughs> mentally preparing myself for that. I'm like, oh God. But luckily the technician was like super nice about it. She was like yeah. trying to work with me. I had to like keep rolling over on my sides to get her to like try yeah. to do a move. And yeah, she's a stubborn little girl. That's for sure. Yeah. She's stubborn, but she's- I can't complain too much. There you go. Um, yeah that's hilarious I mean what did we expect it's you and Christian's kid like I know I know (laughs) seriously yeah Yeah, Christian makes jokes like oh just like her mom I'm like "Mm, take a step back (laughs) you're just as stubborn so (laughs) literally there's a combination here yeah I'm like the fact that she probably got it from both of us doesn't help the situation makes it worse so yeah we'll we'll see so hopefully yep so that's that's that with yeah with her that's awesome but what else what else is there to update um we could talk about winter the dolphin oh yes oh sad yeah we don't we don't want to bring up sad stuff but at the same time like what what day did it happen um Thursday of last Thursday okay yeah um yeah super early in the morning they posted it yeah so um unfortunately so clearwater marine aquarium is located in clearwater florida and they are rescue rehabilitation facility mm-hmm. um and like honestly i think they said that like if all the facilities were like them we would th- this world would be a much better place mm-hmm. um like the world for animals would be a much better yeah. place um and winter so there's a movie called dolphin tale and it's about this dolphin this super incredible dolphin so um I I'm trying to remember how old she was I used to work there and I used to have to like give tours but like she was pretty young she was well I'm trying to think of how young she was when they found her I I think they found her like in the early 2000s but basically she they found her on Cape Canaveral on the east coast of Florida and her duncle muscle which is like that between the tail fluke and the belly button area um, was wrapped in monofilament or fishing net. And so they found her and it was like nearly like it had like cut off the circulation. So they bring her back and like they they're rehabilitating her. There were like a bunch of, there's a lot of different facilities throughout the state of Florida that can take and rehabilitate marine mammals. Um, And they have like a network that they work together on where they're going to put them because obviously not all of the places have space all the time because it's so random and you just don't know like you don't know how long an animal is going to stay so clearwater marine aquarium had space for her so they take her they put her 
in there and, um, you know, they're rehabilitating her. So after a while, her tail eventually fell off. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then she didn't have a tail. And so obviously this dolphin is not going to survive in the wild. There's no way a baby dolphin is going to make it when it has no tail. Yeah. So Clearwater Marine Aquarium, what they've done is they take in local animals, sea turtles, otters, dolphin. Um, and they will, and they mostly do sea t- turtles because there's a lot of sea turtle stuff down there and they take yeah. them in and they rehabilitate the animals and the ones who can go back into the wild do and the ones who can't go back into the wild, have a permanent home at Clearwater Marine. <laughs> and winter was one of their permanent residents. Mm-hmm. And so basically this dolphin didn't have a tail. Um, and they worked with uh, prosthetics. I can't remember the name of the prosthetics person, but they worked with somebody who literally made her a prosthetic tail. Yeah. And so what they did is they put like a little glove or like a sleeve over her yeah. and they like put the tail over top and she didn't wear it all the time. It was like for physical therapy. Um, and so it would be like for certain periods at a time. Um, and she lived with another dolphin named hope, another young dolphin. So she wasn't by herself, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just like lived her life at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium and that dolphin changed so many lives. Like, I'm not even kidding when I say this, like that was like, seriously, as far as like an amazing Mm -hmm. life changing, heart changing animal, like sincerely winter, probably like she's probably up there with like the top animals. Like she probably is the top one, honestly, because the amount of times that like I would be at work and I'm like talking to somebody about like sea urchins or like, you know, something. And then you look over, cause they would take, they would bring in a lot of like veterans or like disabled kids mm-hmm. or like anybody with a disability. And they would give them the chance to meet winter. And like, there would be so many times I'd turn around and it's like, somebody's having this life-changing moment. And then I'm just like crying at work. But like, I remember hearing another coworker tell me a story about like how there was this kid that was like nonverbal for his whole life. And I think he was like 11 or so when he came to visit winter and he met winter and like made some kind of a noise and mm. in his whole life, he'd never, oh. he's nonverbal, nothing. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like that this dolphin has that like impact on people. Yeah. And like that dolphin empowered so many people who like had disabilities and things like that because it's like oh this like there's somebody else like there I don't know there's a dolphin like yeah. that's a crazy experience yeah um, so she was a very special dolphin and unfortunately um she did pass away at 8 p.m on Thursday of last week mm-hmm. um and basically it just it was like their their vet did um like a a chat you can find it on their Instagram like she basically was just like here's what happened but like yeah. in their necropsy so a necropsy is just like an animal autopsy um basically like they have they have to go back and like obviously do more there's like some stuff that takes like a lot of time to figure out but like the preliminary results said that um it was an intestinal torsion so basically her intestine was um her intestines were twisted yeah. deep inside of her intestine <clears throat> if that makes yeah. And so, um, they tried to treat it the best that they could. The area that it was, was almost impossible to reach. So they weren't able to get it. Yeah. Um, and you know, fortunately, like they know that they did everything that they could do, um, to help her, but it just, things happen sometimes, Yeah. but that was like, like, oh my God, that animal was such an amazing animal who changed so many lives. And that facility literally, 
they deserve so much credit. And like, I've seen some hateful comments of, like from anti-captivity people and like, they're not the problem. And that is no. devastating. Like my heart hurts. Like, and I wasn't even there that long, you know? Um, and they like, they really do everything for the animals. Like, like, honestly, like they, like, their whole thing is telling people about their impact on the environment. Like yeah. that is the whole thing. They're like, literally look at, look at this turtle right now. That's like literally getting surgery because of this issue. Look at, look yeah. at this. Like yeah. they do surgeries in front of people. Like they literally have like that glass where it's like, mm-hmm. you can look in or you can look in, but they can't look out because they don't want the animals to be like, yeah, distracted. You know, and like, they, we don't want them to think that this is normal and get, like get used to people and get whatever they're, they like, basically like, we want to keep it as natural as possible. We don't want the animals to like go out and seek out people or whatever. Yeah. So they do like so much and their sea trail hospital, like when I was there, it was full all the time. I don't know what it's like now, um, but they do so many amazing things for animals and for people. And like, obviously, like, I understand that people get upset about animals in captivity, but like, this is like, if we can show somebody an injured animal and be like, look at the impact that it has. And then also for winter to go and change all the hearts that she did, like, that's incredible. Yeah. So winter passed away, which was really sad. It was really sad. I was, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, uh, I was at work. It was right after I opened Mm -hmm. it. So it was like seven 30 ish. Maybe I think I I don't remember what time I texted you, but it was between like seven and eight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God, no. Cause it was like on my bucket list to go see her yeah, because of how much she inspired me just getting in the field, like around the time that the movie came out is when I started like really wanting to get into the field again. Yeah. Um, I'll have to like backtrack on when like mission blue came out because that was also a part of why I wanted to yeah, go further into the, in this career field. But when that movie came out, I just remember like I went to the theaters to watch it and I was just obsessed with it. I watched that movie yeah. so many times. It was so inspiring. There's so many different messages behind that, that movie. Um, like you were talking about with the rehabilitation and how they release them there and the vets and the disabled kids that get so inspired to see that they're not the only ones like this to get them through yeah. the day. And it's like, it's so many positive positive messages in that movie that I totally recommend everyone to watch it yeah and just go follow them and and see all the the work that they do it's it's yeah and if you can donate to any organization that's a great one to donate to like they're always there's always more that they could be doing and and that facility is run by a lot of volunteers because Mm -hmm. you know obviously animal care is very expensive especially when you're in a literal animal hospital yeah um but and you know other facilities they really just need to model after them like and you know their facility honestly like I haven't been there since I worked there like I don't know like four years ago and I think they have some new stuff and like their their tanks aren't like awesome you know or anything like they're not like say the arc but they do the best with what they have and like and it's and it's not like a huge facility either like it's it's not like a ginormous place that you guys would think no um so yeah, we'll definitely, when I post this episode, we'll, I'll try to post something on our Facebook or a link. I know Instagram doesn't, you know, the links don't work, but I'll try to put like a donate thing to their Yeah, definitely website. like give them your money, go give them a visit <laughs> send your love. Um, yeah. But yeah, that like, 
I have so much respect for everybody at that facility and like the entire mission of that facility. Like it truly, like, I definitely try to always like look at everything like really objectively and like, you know, obviously be like, okay, like we're doing this, but like, what is our environmental impact? Like, yeah. or it's actually like the most ethical thing. And like, genuinely, like, I, I think that it is like the most ethical way that you can do that, like to have a facility like that. And I think it is totally necessary because I've watched people's like hearts and minds change. And like, I've seen the impact that winter has had on other people. And like, mm-hmm. obviously these are my own personal experiences, but if you can talk to so many people that uh, like about that facility and they'll have like anybody that works there, they can tell you that it's a no brainer, but they yeah. like, they really, they're just next level on what they do. They're amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, go give them all your money. Yeah. I would love to have somebody from their, uh, from the facility onto the podcast. Maybe I'll try to contact someone. Maybe a little about bit. That. I know I was like right now might not be a good time because yeah. of everything that just happened but yeah that would be really cool to do in the future I just yeah. made myself a little note yeah. but yeah so that's something else that happened this week or last week technically um what else I want to say there was something else that I was going to bring up and I totally just went blank went blank went blank whoops mm-hmm. but can we think of anything else? I don't think so. You I think that covered most of it. I know. Yeah, I I'm trying to get on um now that we're kind of back recording again. I'm trying to get back on a better schedule. Um and I know Erica uh, Erica Page's schedule is kind of all over the place. So, yeah. um hopefully she can make it on to these episodes. And um I'm taking topic suggestions, so I have like a whole list in front of me right now. I posted something on Instagram if you guys aren't already following the ocean lovers podcast, be sure to do so. Um, cause I definitely want to hear what you guys want to listen to. So I got a few suggestions so far today, really good ones. Um, so I wrote them all down. One of them is the shark fin trade, which I know Erica and I mentioned like on different episodes here and there, like when we did a deep dive on the leopard sharks, like we talked a tiny bit about shark yeah. fins and like, you know, we try to talk about the conservation side of it. Uh, when we do deep dives, uh, no matter what we talk about. Yeah. So I know we've mentioned it, but we've never did like a full, deep, detailed informational. Yeah. So I think that would be a really good one. There's a lot of other ones that we got too. So if you guys have suggestions, shoot us a message. Uh, I don't care what time, uh, just shoot us a message. We'll see it. I'll write it down. And yeah, cause we definitely want to know what you guys want to hear and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course, thanks for coming, chatting with me. Yes, yeah. of course. And I hope you guys all have an awesome week. And yeah. I'm excited for more of your episodes to come out. And- I know. I'm really excited to get recording again. So that's why I it's hard. I have like switched to a bi-weekly schedule because like I've got work and then also like some side projects that yes. I've been working on that are very time consuming. So yeah. I think it's really hard sometimes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been doing, uh, I still work full time. Uh, and then I'm trying to do my whole small business because hopefully when I am home with the baby, I'll be yeah. able to do that stuff. And then plus I've been doing my statistics class and that's been a lot of fun and yeah. taking up a lot of time. So I've been doing yes. that too. And so, yeah, 
busy, busy, but hopefully we're going to get back to it. And then, yeah, if you guys haven't already check out breaching extinction, you just had a really cool episode come out recently. You want to talk about it real quick? Yeah. Um, so I switched gears a little bit. So I obviously like the podcast is about the Southern resident killer whales Mm -hmm. primarily, but I'll randomly do just like other things or like take a break from, you know, something. Um, but I watched this documentary called the conservation game. Um, and it's only at film festivals right now. So I watched it online, like through an online film festival. Um, and it was kind of the story of this guy named Tim Harrison. So he, is like retired like cop um and well not a retired cop he was like a cop emt he did a bunch of things um and um an issue that he found a lot was that like he was dealing with a lot of exotic animals um and people calling because their exotic animals had like hurt them um or escaped or whatever and he was like it's almost like kind of a constant thing so basically like he's always liked animals this was a part of his job so he basically wanted to find out more about it and like kind of get it to stop. And he uncovered a lot of stuff. So um, the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium recently lost their AZA accreditation because there was uh, a significant amount of funds that were just mismanaged. And then um, it turns out that Jack Hanna, who is like the guy, he's like the face of the Columbus Zoo. Like lots of people know him. He was like one of my heroes growing up, like one of the reasons why I'm here right now. and he was taking ambassador animals and like selling them to roadside zoos. And basically this guy figured that out. Um, what? And so like, it like, cause basically these like snow leopards and other animals were supposed to go to like other places. Like it was supposed to be like, we breed them in the zoo and then we take them to another part of the world, which like, I remember huh. working at the zoo and I'm like, this is an interesting concept. <laughs> And now I'm like, this makes no sense, but he's yeah. gone to places where they're supposed to go. No one's ever gotten them. There's more tigers in the United States than there are in India. So there's that. Huh. But basically he like realized that like a lot of these animals were getting sold other places. So like Jack Hanna was literally selling endangered baby oh animals. God. Um, and he's supposed to be a big conservation guy. And like, that's just garbage. Uh-huh. Um, but basically him and I talked about his work with that and like what he thinks caused that and there's so many parallels to hmm. whale stuff like I was like oh my okay. god like, I feel like it wasn't like sometimes I'm like it, this shit's crazy like sometimes I, I do get driven nuts sometimes by the whale world because it's just chaos but basically like he said that whenever he would ask people like why do you have this animal like they would be like, I saw Steve Irwin or whoever it was. Cause there's always with every generation, he listed the different people from generations. Like every generation has somebody like that, that they looked up to. And he's like, all of these people go on TV and they like harass these animals. And then people think it's cool and they want one. He's like every exotic animal that you would ever want to see, like in the wild, you can find it in your backyard. He's like, literally every County in the United States has it. He's like, it's a problem. And he's like, you would think that with tiger King, that these things would stop happening and then they didn't stop happening it made it worse yeah. um and like I told him I was like you're literally like like it made me feel like I wasn't crazy because like I like at least with whale watching like I think that social media has ruined whale watching because I have people come out and request specific species they request specific <laughs> behaviors like seriously and legitimately request these things and of course I have the people that are like haha like and then tell me something absolutely ridiculous. Cause like, obviously like they come out enough to know that that's like not how yeah. this works. Um, but like, uh, 
people's expectations are very high and very unrealistic because of social media. And like a lot of people really just expect the animals to perform for them constantly. And like, they want to get unnecessarily close. And like, I completely blame social media for that because like you see the drone videos where the animals are way too close or you see these like popular like Instagram people that don't speak out for the animals. And like, Mm -hmm. there's so many people out there that are making an impact and doing the right thing for the animals. But like, he basically was like, all these people do this stuff for their ego, for their ego, for their money. And it's like, I see this in the whale watching industry and it, it hurts me on the inside. And I try not to, but I was like, (laughs) it, it did make me feel a little bit better in a way that it was like, this is just like an issue. It's not like, something is wrong in our community. Like there is something wrong in our community, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like social media definitely has the pros and cons, which I've talked about so many times on this podcast where, because I do so much social media, I can see how there could be so many good benefits to it, but so many bad benefits as well. Like, and it seems like it definitely goes more towards the negative side because a lot of, you know, photographers that I see now, they care more about how many people are following them or how many people are liking their photo rather than, Hey, I took this awesome, beautiful, which there's nothing wrong with posting about these awesome photos that you, you took, you know, that you experience nothing wrong with that because I feel the exact same way when I get the awesome humpback breach or, you know, you get that one photo that you're just like, Oh my God, I love it. But you should also try to spread awareness somehow or, you know, give information to people that may not know much about humpbacks or whether it's about a humpback or an orca or sea lions or just little things like that. And I feel like a lot of people don't focus on that anymore. I agree. That's like the, that's where I'm at. And I'm like, we owe it to them, the animals, like, because at that point when you're not doing it, it's, you're just, you are absolutely exploiting them for money and for your personal gain. 100%. And like, yeah. I just, that is what's hard for me is like, I, and like Tim and I talked about this too, is like, we think that these people started out with the right intentions and then they mm-hmm. saw an opportunity and they like took it the other way. And it's like, oh, I definitely. always go back to what Gloria told me because when the whale watching regulations that got put into place around the Southern residents came out earlier this year, I had a really hard time recording that episode with her talking about it because I work in whale watching, obviously that's how I make my living. I love my job. Um, but I don't agree with the whale watching and how it happens in the Pacific Northwest. I think we need to leave the Southern residents alone point blank. Um, because it needs to be about the animals at the end of the day. And there's plenty mm-hmm. of transients to look at up there that are t- like much healthier. So just yeah. look at transients, but that was a really hard podcast for me to record Um, and we actually had to re-record because I like got so frustrated. I started crying and I was like, it was not good. Um, I was like, I can't. Um, but she was like, she's like, use the whales as your compass because uh, like, I got a lot of backlash from that of people being like, like somebody wrote a song about me online. Like, yeah, like some girl redid the lyrics to frozen, (gasps) like was like calling me a fraud and like, it's a whole thing. And like, what? it's like, if you would have like messaged me and been like, Hey, can you clarify this? And then like been nice about it. like, she, it was, it was a whole thing. Cause like I had voiced my opinion in a 60 minute podcast for literally, literally less than 30 seconds. I voiced my opinion on a bill that had not gone through yet that literally like, so it was on the table at the time that I recorded it, which was like weeks before 
it was posted and then literally I posted on that Friday and then like the next day they were like oh we're not actually going to go through with that and it was like basically they were saying that they were not going to like there were fees associated with um whale watching that if the whale watching boats agreed to not watch the southern residents they wouldn't be charged I remember that yeah like it's awesome great like yeah do it um and then she was like this is not true this didn't happen that's been off the table forever and I was like I recorded this a long time ago like I literally do the podcast for free in my spare time like which I don't have much of and like I give everything that I can to it and so like it's not gonna be perfect every time and I'm like yeah totally fine with being wrong but like you don't need to bully somebody over the internet no. like and it's, it's that's not gonna get you anywhere yeah it was like literally harassment and like I just was like I just it's it's frustrating because there's so many people up there that I like can't um like they they were like uh, there was somebody else that when Brian Jenkins and I ran the how I kelp campaign um told Brian that they would not be sharing the campaign because he was just reaching out to a bunch of people he's like can you share this because like it was about removing the dams and they were like I can't um like associate myself with anything that breaching extinction does because of their opinions on whale watching and I was like it's just like funny and because- at that point it just oh. shows what your intentions are because this was for the whales this is to post awareness about the whales yeah and the fact that you can't do that because of one person that you don't agree with yeah is is and yeah. I'm willing to work with with people that I don't agree with because I realistically think we're stronger together you mm-hmm. know oh 100 so, yeah yeah that's unfortunate but yeah, so there's, there were a lot of parallels with talking to Tim and a lot of frustrations that I have. And there's like some days where I'm just like, I just want to walk away, like, because it should be about the animals always. And it's mm-hmm. not, and that's yeah. hard. Um, and like, you know, there's a lot more that needs to be done. And I don't know about you, but like, it is hard to be a human living on this planet at this time, especially, which I'm sure you feel this, like as somebody who cares about the planet, because like climate change is happening and we have so much trash and there's like plastics and it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And like how I combat that is I just like pick my one issue and I do it. Cause I know I can't solve everything myself. And yeah. I, I and everybody do that. Like find one issue and just like fucking gung ho, like do everything you can about it. Um, yeah. and not saying that you need to like pick up every single piece of plastic on every inch of this planet, but like, you know, figure out what your thing is but it's just like hard when it's like the people who are supposed to care about animals like it it physically hurts my soul like don't yeah like tim got that and tim was out there and it just like it's like okay there's other people that are like it just made me feel like i wasn't alone in seeing this and i don't like other people see it too like that are around but like a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't say anything because the other people are so loud about like i'm not doing anything wrong you know yeah they instantly attack. No, it's weird that you say that too. Cause today I was reading an article about how not only, uh, what was it? Um, not only, uh, I think it was about like plastic waste is like really bad, but also like human waste. So like sewage and stuff is like really, it's like starting to increase the impact in a bad way for our oceans. And I'm reading this. I'm like, how do we solve this? <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like from toilets and all this stuff and toilet paper and what you're putting down the toilet and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm reading it going, Oh my God, like what are, what can we not do at this point? You know? Yeah. And so I just kind of like, I read it briefly and then I was like, Oh my God, I have to stop because I'm like, it can be very overwhelming because you're like, is this something we can even change? And yet 
it's negative, you know, it's causing a negative impact on our oceans and, you know, yeah. our, our climate and all that stuff. So it's like, oh my God, it's it can hard. be, yeah, it can be very overwhelming. So like we've mentioned in multiple episodes, you just got to pick something, start pick from something. one thing. Don't get yeah. yourself overwhelmed. Just try to make that one change. And then once you're comfortable with that and that's into your lifestyle, you know, maybe and you'll inspire other people too, you know, like by you yeah. living your life the way that you do. Like, so I've definitely gotten like lazy about recycling because like, I know it doesn't all get recycled and like it ends up somewhere else. And like, I was really lazy about it, but like my boyfriend's like really big on, on it. And he's like, you should be recycling this. <laughs> I've gotten way better. And like, yeah, like, I appreciate that he like checks me on that because like, I should be recycling everything, but there'd be like a lot of times where I'd be like, this isn't even going to, and this yeah. is going to Well, here's the thing with the recycling. And I think this would actually, I'm going to make a little note. Uh, this would be a good episode to do because I didn't know that when you're sticking a lot of stuff in your recycling bins, if you don't clean it, like rinse it, they won't and clean it out. It's not yeah. even being recycled. They don't yeah. recycle it for you. So I don't, I didn't know that. Like yeah. I only knew that from a She's the one that lives in Monterey that does all yeah. the eco-friendly small business stuff. Yeah. And if she didn't post anything like that, I would have never known. And I don't think, just think of how many people don't know about that. And I'm yeah. like, that's probably the issue right there. A yeah. lot people think that they're recycling, which is good. You know, yeah. everybody, you know, the people that are recycling, they think they're doing a good thing, but there's no, there's nothing telling people like how you need to do it. Like, Hey, yeah. what you just threw in there because you didn't clean it out the right way. It's not going to be recycled. Yeah. It's like, they're not even telling people that they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll let them think that they're doing something good. Yeah. And, that's and not- then they don't give them the full information about like how to do it properly. I think you can find information like on your county website because I know like Monterey County, I'm pretty sure they don't recycle glass or something like that. So I recommend checking out your county website, but no, it totally is confusing because you don't know Mm -hmm. what can be recycled, where it would be really nice if like, like say like if you're like, I mean, a lot of times, like if you're in an airport, they'll be like, you can put these things in there and like, that's fine. But yeah, no, you have to clean it and like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's so, a lot of things where it's like you, it makes you feel like you're doing something good, but you're not actually doing something. Yeah. It's just always- a, it's just a mental thing. They, they, they make you feel like, you know, whoever's posting it, I'm just saying they in general, it's like, uh, they're just like, okay, you know, you could do something great yeah. for the world. And then you do like half of it <laughs> and so it's really not doing awesome. anything. Yeah, yeah. There's like literally so much greenwashing and it's like, I'm sure that I fall victim to it. Like more than I think because like a lot of it's highly complex and you have to like look into it like for example like a Prius um uh, like obviously like that that car uses less gas emits less but I'm pretty sure there's like a battery inside of it that like it takes more carbon to make the battery than it's gonna like like the charging and all of that yeah yeah it's definitely there's a lot of things to think about like when uh a lot of companies say things are like biodegradable but they only have to be like a certain percentage so it really doesn't have to be like fully biodegradable and people just don't know those things unless you like actively look it up and figure out what the percentages are of like, Oh, this really can't like, you really can't compost this, but people think that they can because companies can advertise it. Yeah. If their, if their product is made with a certain amount of, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks, but yeah, it's totally a pain. Um, but yeah, look into things, do your best up if you can't do it, but like Mm -hmm. pick the thing. 
I think I'm like feeling inspired by this conversation and I'm going to be like, cause with COVID I couldn't bring my reusable mug everywhere. And I think I'm going to commit to like, now we can it, yeah. in a lot of places. So taking my reusable mug when I go get coffee. So yeah. good. My plan. I know that was definitely a downer during COVID. Yeah. Like all the cups that I had, I couldn't take into places and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Or they could give you the like Starbucks, like they could give you the cup and you can put it in your own cup and then they just toss the cup anyway. That's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Look at this. I'm like, that's you're the whole point. It's not because I like my cup. It's like reduce waste. Yeah. But yeah. And at at that point, I was like, why do you even sell more like new cups? Like, why do you guys keep selling cups if you're not gonna let people refill them? Yes. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But it was yeah, that's the downside to it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do some more information because the whole recycling thing actually has me way more curious now. And I think it'd be really cool to help educate others about it. Yeah. No, I think that that's like, that's the thing is we just got to like empower each other with knowledge and we're not all expected to know everything. And like, you know, when people speak up about stuff, it like helps us all to be better humans. Yeah. And yeah. So just like, like, I appreciate that. Like my boyfriend's like, you need to recycle this. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah you're right yeah like like, or he'll be like you need to like he's like why are you using this it has so it's like taking up so much electricity because like sometimes I'm not always so mindful about that because I yeah like my utilities are included in my rent and so I'm like yeah that's fine yeah that's true planet and I'm like you're right like we all need someone to remind us because Christian does the same thing like when I wanted to buy what did I I think I wanted to buy like a new coffee pot at some point I mentioned it a long time ago where I wanted it to have a timer set to where I would make the coffee in the morning before I go to work because I'm lazy and I don't like getting up in the morning and he was like why would you buy another full like another new coffee pot when ours works perfectly fine and then we ended up just doing the whole Alexa thing where um you get the little plugs yeah. And then you can like program that whatever's plugged into that plug, you can program it to be like, okay, turn on. Yeah. So we started doing that instead. And that was like alternative type. There you you know. Know. Yeah. But I was like, okay, he, you know, every so often he calls me out on it. He's like, why would you buy that? If yes. we have this at home or do you really need that? And then, you know, I'll do the same thing to him. Like, well, remember that time you told me, why should I buy another coffee pot? Well, well. why should you buy <laughs> There you go. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. So yeah, we all need to be reminded and that's okay. Yes. That is okay. Also, I do. Can I plug another podcast? Do it. So um, I started listening to this podcast called Financial Feminist and episode 10 titled how to live more sustainably from the uh, for the planet and your money is like so fucking essential. Everyone really because here's the thing is like we just like, like, honestly, money drives the world. It drives the planet. It drives our society. Like that's a real thing. This lady, her name is Tori. I can't remember her last name. Like, uh, Tori Dunlap. I just, here it is, but Mm. she's close to the podcast. She's 26 years old. She started her own. this is like not environmental, but it kind of is, but she started her own um like business with $20 cuz she was like working what? for a bunch of dudes who were gross and taking money from <laughs> her as like rich men do like making tons of money off of her she basically she's like a financial advisor now she's like a millionaire now at 26 years old what? but her whole thing is empowering women and like people like other minorities to like to be financially literate because like you know, we're taught not to be, mm-hmm. but like she did this episode on like the impacts of like 
you know, sustainability and finance and like the role that that plays and like what she does. And like one of her other things too, is like, she was talking about how like, like, or her friend that was on the podcast was like, your commitment to sustainability is like teaching people how to be like, um, financially like independent or like financially stable, because when you have financial stability, you can make those better choices for the environment. But also like, and I, there's this other woman who has a podcast, her name is Julie Steelman. She's got two podcasts. One is, um, a finance podcast as well. And then I can't remember the name of it. And the other one's a photography one. I also can't remember the name of it, but <laughs> she like, and I agree with her and I, and, and Tori kind of says the same thing is like, we need to have, different people need to have the money because like all these, like, I'm just going to say it, like all these rich white dudes having all the money we're done with that. And like, it's over. And that's why our planet is shit. And like, <laughs> like I just, frankly, just, that's where we're at. Like we need to just like, I'm not saying that there aren't like white dudes out there that aren't awesome doing things like there are, but like women are going to women and people who have been marginalized are going to do better things with the money because they know how it feels. So just I can say that like, but yeah, do better do better I'm you said what was her name Tori Dunlap oh, and you said it was Dunlap. episode 10 fucking badass yes okay um, I'm gonna have to listen to that I know she's a fantastic but the sustainability episode I was like oh my god oh my god like because ultimately like when it comes down to emissions it is major corporations that are doing it and yep. like and that is the issue and like so we gotta yeah. like hold the businesses accountable like it's it, everything is so complex. Pick your one thing, like stay educated, stay open to like knowing things. Don't feel like you need to be an expert. Find your one thing and fucking go guns a blazing because like, we don't have time to wait. The planet needs our help right the fuck now. Honestly, just, yeah. I just feel very passionate. (laughs) I get real worked up. I bet like I'm, I'm going on a vacation at the end of this week and, um, I think I need it. Just good. (laughs) Yep. Yes. (laughs) You're too funny. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to that. I think that would be really, I wrote that down right here. Yes, everyone go listen to it. Yeah. Essential. Cool. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Well, again, if you guys have any topic suggestions, um, go to Ocean Lovers Podcast um, on our Instagram page. Um, We have a Facebook page too, but we're mainly on uh, Instagram. We also have a Patreon page if you guys want um, special perks and stuff like that, but definitely check out our Instagram page. You guys can message me and I try to reply to everybody super quickly now, especially now that we're back from our break and stuff. And, um, I'm writing down all of your guys' suggestions. I love hearing about them. I definitely take it into account and write them all down and hopefully we can get to all of them. So yeah. All right. And check out breaching extinction and check out her latest episode, which I still need to listen to because that sounds really interesting. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye guys.